Welcome to the Grace Point Church Podcast. Here at Grace Point Church, we believe in meeting people where they are and leading them to where God wants them to be. Join us now as we listen to this week's message. One of the things that they don't warn you about when you get married is family reunions. Now, um, I really think that this should be something that they include, you know, like what to do and how to handle them. Because if you've ever, for those of you who are married or maybe you, there's a significant other in your life. If you've ever gone to their family reunion, then you know what I'm talking about because it can be intimidating or, or Thanksgiving. Uh, Anytime you're getting together with the new part of your family, it, it can be awkward And I'll never forget how it felt that time that I went when I officially transitioned out of being a guest at the family reunion to being part of the family. And I knew that I was part of the family when I got to huddle together and talk about the new guest that was at the family reunion. That's how you know that now you're part of the family. Well... This year, as we do every year here at Grace Point, we start off our year talking about the vision of our church. I want you to indulge, if you're a guest with us today, if you're a guest watching us online, I want you to allow me to indulge because this week, last week and this week is a little bit different than what we normally do throughout the rest of the year because I'm specifically talking to those of you who call Grace Point Church your home, Uh, for those of you online who have just been regularly watching us here at Grace Point, or for those of you who are considering making Grace Point Church your home. For these last two weeks, that's what we have been talking about. And we started off last week looking at the the mission that we believe that God has called this particular church to do. And that mission was this, meeting people where they are and leading them to where God wants them to be. Now, we looked really carefully at the first part, meeting people where they are. And if you uh, haven't, if you weren't here last week, you haven't had a chance to listen to that, uh, you can find the live video on Facebook live. And, or actually, it's not live anymore. Uh, it's on Facebook. And the audio is going to be uploaded this week. The two audios for this week and last week are going to be uploaded together. So I encourage you to watch it because we don't really have time to go into it. But meeting people where they are is really a key part of, of who we are. Because what we want to make sure of is that we always recognize that everybody is at a different place. In, in, in their uh, career, in their family, in their culture... And in their walk of faith, everybody's in a different place. And one of the great things about God, we talked about this last week, is that God meets us where we are. That he doesn't just hang back and say, okay, clean up your life, get everything right, get everything straightened out. And when you do, then you're, you're ready to approach me. No, God goes to wherever we are, wherever we are in our lives, whatever's happened in our lives. He's ready to meet us where we are, and that's what he calls us to. So today, we're going to be talking about the second part about leading them to where God wants them to be and why that's so important. And the verse that we take this from is something that, that Christians have called the Great Commission. And if you're a Christian, if you've grown up, grown up in the church, you might have heard that term before. But that comes out of a statement that Jesus made that was recorded by Matthew. And Matthew, in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, Matthew, who was a, a friend of Jesus, who Jesus called to follow him, and Matthew said, okay, and dropped everything. 
walked away from his business, walked away from everything to go and follow Jesus. Matthew, who, who knew Jesus and was with Jesus every day for three years. Matthew records what Jesus says. And this is Jesus's kind of his, his, his I'm leaving now. This is what I'm leaving with you. And he says, therefore, go. And that's the part where we meet people where they are. Right? As a church, what we don't believe in is that if we do everything right in here, that people will come. That's never happened. We've got to go. We've got to get out of these walls. That this is a wonderful place for us, an opportunity for us to gather together, to, to be inspired and, and, and to, to decide that, yes, I want to I do something different. But it's not just for us to be here. Otherwise, this is just a club with really good coffee. Yeah, the food's all right. Right? It's got to be more than that. And we're here and we're called to something more than that. So Jesus is talking and he says, he says to his followers, and not just to the 12 guys, but also to the 70 guys and also to the 100 of guys and also to all of us who from that time up until now have said that we are followers of Jesus. He says, go. And, and then he makes the rest of the statement. He says this. He says, Oh, we're missing a slide. Is there a slide after that? All right. Well, fortunately. All right, there it is. I was going to just pick up my Bible and read it. Thank you. So he says, go and make disciples of all the nations. Now, that phrase, all the nations, was the best translation that they had. But actually, the word that they use for nations means peoples. He's saying, go to all the people, all the people that you know, all the people that you might meet, all the people that you could possibly run into, the people that work, the people at school, the people who are in your family, the people who are standing in line with you at Safeway. Go to all the people, make disciples of all the people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He's saying, listen, it's not enough for you to go, but there is a a purpose of going. And that purpose is, is to make disciples. And I think that sometimes that we, one of the things that gets lost on us is because if you've been in church, if you grew up in church, you've heard this word disciple. And maybe you associate it with the 12 guys that followed Jesus around. Who wrote many of the books that are in scripture today. Who have all of these great stories that, that about how they lived and how they died. And, and you think to yourself, that's a special class of people. That's not me. But that's not it. See, a disciple is really just somebody who follows someone else. A student who follows a teacher. But in this case, he's saying for us as disciples to go and make disciples. And the only way that we make disciples is by being a disciple. Because it's disciples who make disciples. And if you've made the decision to place your faith and trust in Jesus, then you are a disciple. If you made the decision that you want to surrender your life to Jesus, then listen, you have enough information in you to have made that decision, which means you have enough information in you to share with someone else so that they can make that decision. You don't need a theology degree. You don't need to be studying scripture all the time. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. Those are not bad things. But if you've made the decision, you are ready to share what you know, what you've experienced to help somebody else 
make that decision. Disciples make disciples. And last week, one of the things we talked about and that I shared with you was this great quote that someone said that he said that the local church is the hope of the world. And I believe that. It's always been the local church that has responded when the world has been in crisis. It hasn't been big governments. It hasn't been big companies. It's always started with a group of people inside a local church. And so if the local church is the hope of the world, then what we talked about last week was you are the hope of the local church. And so I believe that you are the hope of Grace Point Church. You are the reason that we are here. And I am going to tell you right now uh, that there is one purpose that I have for today's message. There's one reason that I I have um, and that I am up here today talking to you about it. And normally we don't hear about what the, the main point is until we get to the end. But today I'm going to share it with you right from the beginning because I don't want you to think or to tell me that I, I kind of switched things around or I was unfair about how I presented this. I'm going to tell you right now exactly what the purpose of today's message is. And it's this. I have to back up a little bit. You, you got it? I want you to make the move from attending Grace Point to being Grace Point. I want you to make the mental shift that you are no longer just a person who is attending this church, but that you be a part of this church. That you make the decision that this is going to be the place that God has called me to and that I'm no longer going to be satisfied with just coming every week And attending every week, but I want to be a part of what God is doing through this church. And that's what I hope to bring to you today. Today we're going to be looking at something that the Apostle Paul wrote. Now, if you don't know who the Apostle Paul is, maybe you grew up and you know him as St. Paul. But Paul was an educated man. He was raised as a Jew. He was uh, uh, one of the top prominent Jews in the time that he lived was right around the time that Jesus lived. And Paul became a follower of Jesus. And Paul ended up writing many, many books in, in the, what we call today the New Testament. And Paul, in writing to the churches in an ancient city called Corinth, he wrote this. He says, the human body has many parts, but many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Now, what he's talking about here, generally speaking, is he's talking about how all of us, not just here at Grace Point, but all Christians all throughout the world, together are the body of Christ. But today, I want to take a look at what Paul is writing here through the lens of what happens here at this church. Through that lens. And then so if we read this, that we can say that the human body has many parts, but we all make up one body in the same way this church has many parts. Each one of us here is a part, a different part, but together we make up one body in the same way that as the greater church, the bigger church, all Christians together make up one body. Those of you who call Grace Point Church your home, you also make up one body. He goes on and he says this. He says, some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. 
Now, this is a very controversial statement for Paul to make in his time. Because, see, he's talking about the greatest divisions in the culture at the time he was writing this. It would be like today him saying that some of us are conservative Republicans and some of us are liberal Democrats. You can't get those two guys in a room anymore. Right? And that's what he's saying here. He's saying that in the biggest divide of culture, the one thing that can bring us all together is our faith and trust in Jesus. So in the same way as we look at this, if we look at this from the perspective of Jews as being the people who for many, many years have been God's people and Gentiles in the original, it was actually translated as the Greeks. So the people who were customary that lived in that custom and lived under those rules, he's contrasting the two. He's saying those of you who've been in the church all your life, the Jews, and those of you who this is your first time to be in a church ever, the Gentiles, and everything in between. See, he's saying what we interpret that to be for us here is that, listen, there is, there is a division And I don't know if you guys recognize it. Maybe you don't. Maybe for some of you who have just come on, you don't see it. But I will tell you right now. There's a group of people who've been here for a long time. And there's a group of people who've just started coming. And if today is your first time, you won't be able to tell the difference. Because we're all united by one reason. And in the same way, that's what Paul is talking about. There's no difference. If you've been in Christian in your entire life... If today is the day you make a decision to be a Christian, there is no difference. That's what he's saying. He goes on and he says this. We've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. What he's saying here is that God, through the Holy Spirit, is, the sa- is what connects us all together. All of us together. That's why we can be in this room and we can have completely different socioeconomic statuses. There's some of you in here who have regular blue-collar jobs. There's some of you in here who have really, really high-paying white-collar jobs. There's some of you in here who don't have work. There's some of you in here who don't have to work ever. But we can all come together. We can all be joined together because we all share the same Holy Spirit. The same God connects us together. We can have differing political views. We can have differing sports teams that we follow. We can have different TV shows that we watch. But we're still all connected together. He goes on and he says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. And then he goes through this interesting thing where he talks about how that um, the foot can't say to the hand that the foot is better than the hand. Or, Or the ear can't say to the mouth that the ear is better than the mouth. Because sometimes in organizations and even within the church, we look around and we say to ourselves, well, there are positions of importance and then there are positions that are of not so much importance. That there are positions that are high profile and that are really, really key to making the the church go. And then there are positions which anything and anyone can do. And that's just not the case. And that's what Paul is telling us here. It has many different parts, which means every one of us has a different role to play. And he goes on and he says, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. 
Now, the translators of this edition of, of Scripture, which is the New Living Translation, they wrote it so that it would be easy to understand. But one of the things that I don't like is when they substitute a simple word and you lose the meaning. Because the Greek word for put means strategically placed. I want you to get this. Strategically placed. God has strategically placed you exactly where he wants you. So don't think for a minute that it's just that it was your idea that you're here today. Don't think for a minute that it was just random that you happened to be here today. God strategically placed you exactly where he wants you to be. And he goes on and he says this. He says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Now, I can tell you that that applies directly to the local church. In fact, it applies directly here to our church. And let me tell you why. Most people will say that the most important position, the most important place, the most prominent place is what I do. Right? I'm the pastor of the church. I'm the one everybody sees. I'm the one everybody talks to. So I must be the key. And I'm telling you that it's just not true. It's not. The person who does the website, who puts the graphics up, who creates the content, all of that, you guys may never ever see or know who that person is. 85% of people who come to visit a church today will go to the website first and make the decision from the website whether or not they're going to attend the church. Not because of me. Not because of what I do up here, but because of what happens online. Not only that, when they get here, they don't come and because of the music is great. And the music was great. And they don't come because the preaching was good. And you can make your own decision on that. 80, no, I'm sorry. Most people will make a decision on whether or not they will return to a church within eight minutes of arriving. Eight minutes of arriving, which means for many people, they make the decision to whether or not they're going to come back to this church after they've come to visit us before the music has even started. Which means the person who's standing at the door out there and the person who should be standing at the door out here and the person who should be standing at the door out there have a greater impact on whether or not someone says this is the place I belong than anything that I could say while I'm up here. The parts that we think are the most important are actually not the most necessary. That's what Paul is trying to tell us. And that's what we see is true here for us. And the parts that we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. Now, honorable today has a different meaning for us. But when we talk about that phrase, less honorable, it comes from the word viscera which is a word that is meant to describe your internal organs, your stomach, your heart, your lungs, your intestines. That's what he's talking about. And those, for us, what we think about is those are the weakest, right? The gut punch is, is, is we, we've termed the gut punch a sucker punch. It's not fair for you to hit in the gut without knowing because it's so sensitive. It's easily damaged. 
And so we view them as the weakest. And not only that, this is the section that we hide. Right? We, we get clothes to hide this section. We clothe it with great care. Especially if you've got a lot in this section. I take a lot of great care to clothe this part of me. That's what he's saying. But listen. We think that the arm is more important than this weak part of us. You can survive without an arm. You can't survive without lungs. Right? You can survive without an ear. But you can't survive without a heart. And so what, what Paul is saying and what Paul is reminding us is, is that there are parts that we think are weak. There are parts that we think that are, that are unimportant, that we don't take care of, that aren't really popular or that, that people don't see. And we think that those aren't unimportant. And he's saying those are the ones that we take the greatest care of. Because those are the ones that make everything happen. And that goes for the body it also goes for the body of Christ. What scripture refers to as when we gather together as part of the body. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. Now, there are things that we do here, and if you've been attending Grace Point, if, you're, if you have called Grace Point Church your home for a while, there are things that we do here that you see and you see the result of. And those things are like um, this, these things, right? When you came in, there was a lovely young lady at the back, hopefully, who said hello to you, that you found somewhat pleasant and invited you to come in and grab something to drink. Uh, or something to eat. There's a, a group of people who, who what they do is they come here beforehand and they prepare the coffee and they prepare the refreshments out in that nice. I don't even know what the word is. It's, it's that nice presentation that, that's back there with the candles and everything. Kind of give it kind of that ghostly, hey, come and eat me kind of a thing over there. Right? There are people who are, co- who, who are involved in the music. And one of our big missions for 2019 is to make the transition out of video music and go to live music. So it's something really that we've been working on. There's setup. When we come in here, the, chair, the room does not look anything at all like this. Because we share this space with other churches and the way that they set up everything is completely different from ours. So we set this room up specifically for you. There's a, a, a bunch of guys who work out in the back and they, they make sure that my mic is on uh, so that you can hear me clearly. They make sure that my clicker always has a battery. They make sure that we're on Facebook Live. They're there. Uh, we have people who hopefully, in, in, not hopefully, definitely in, as we start the winter off that are going to be helping leading some of our life groups. Listen, those are obvious things. And I am going to tell you right now that we need help. That we can't do everything that we Uh, we can't fulfill the mission that God has called us to if we don't have more people to help do it. Because the number of people that we can accommodate in this room is going to be dependent on the number of people who help prepare for those people to come. So we can't do it. But here's the thing. Those are the obvious things. Those are the things that you see. There's also opportunities to be a part of our church in areas that you don't see. Like administration. It takes a lot to administer an organization. Now, we're, 
granted, you know, we're new, we're five years in, but it takes, it takes a lot of organization to get all of this stuff. And we are looking for a church administrator. We, we need people who are gifted in the area of finance to help make sure that budget works and, and that we uh, stay within budget and that we are, uh, appropriately steward the resources that God blesses us with. We, we need people in graphic design who are good in social media. We need people who are willing to do what I always fail in doing every month, and that is to just sit down and write birthday cards and anniversary cards out. I was good at this for a while. But, man, men just are not good at remembering birthdays and anniversaries. It's just not something that God has gifted us with. But I can't tell you how important that is for us here. And planning. Some of you are really good at strategic planning. Some of you, we can say, okay, this is the target, and you can easily see all the steps going up to it. So it's not just the things that you see, which are the obvious ones, which are the ones that people talk about, but it's also the things that you don't see. And Paul says this. He says, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Now, I can take that from a different perspective, and I can tell you this. For some of you who've called Grace Point Church your home for a while, some of you who maybe who've been here from the very beginning, one of the things you know is this. We can't solve all of your problems, but we can make sure you don't go through them alone. And there are some of you here who, in the time that you've been a part of Grace Point Church, you've had problems. Stuff has come up. And you know that you haven't had to go through them alone. Because despite our differences, we always come together. It's how the body works. And it's how we're supposed to work here as a church. And I hope that some of you have experienced that and you believe that and you see that and you know that if ever something was going to go wrong in your life, that there would be a group of people here who would surround you, who would love on you, who would pray for you, and who would be there for you. Because if one of us suffers, we all suffer. And when we get great news that one of us has accomplished something or something great has happened to one of us, man, we come together and we celebrate together. And that's what Paul says is supposed to happen together for us. He ends it like this, this section. He says, all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. So my call for you today, what I have been praying for each of you who have come here. There are some of you who have been coming here every week and you don't know that my prayer for you is that you would move out of being an attender and move into owning this church. Because from the very beginning, what we didn't want from the very beginning when we, when the, this group of people came together and said, you know what, let's do church a different way. From the very beginning, we decided that it was not going to be about one person or one group of people. Which is why from the very beginning, we said that we are Grace Point. Not Caesar. Not Caesar's family. Listen, I am very happy to let you guys decide everything that happens and just call me when you need me to come up here and preach. I don't need to make all the decisions. There are people who are sitting in this room today who are way better at doing that than I am. We are Grace Point. 
And this was so ingrained in us. And we've tried so hard to make sure that this is how we operate and who we are. That even our website and our hashtag on social media is we are Grace Point. And so if you have been coming here, if you have been attending here, if you have been listening to, to and, and experiencing what we do here, I want you to know that you are Grace Point. This is your church. And your church needs you. Because this is a critical time for us. One year ago today, not today, but around this week, one year ago in the month of January, our average attendance was about 13. And one year later, our average attendance through the first, uh, through the end of uh, December was 37. And that's average. That's not one fluke week. There's some of you who are new today. There's a bunch of people who come regularly that aren't here. So it all averages out. But we all do this together. We're all called to this together. And I think one of the greatest lies that we have allowed Christianity to profess is that the reason that you want to be a Christian is because God will make your life better. That God will solve your problems. That God will make it easier for you. That God will make it comfortable. And especially in the culture that we live in today, in the place that we live in today. Right? Because many of us still believe in the American dream. And unfortunately, many of us are told that Christianity offers you that last 10%. That hedge against bad things happening. That little bit of extra happiness that you need in your life. Now, don't get me wrong. You will never experience joy and happiness like you will experience once you place your faith and trust in Jesus. But I want you to get this because we are not called to live a life of comfort. That's not what we're called to. And when we look throughout history, what we see is that every time a small group of people have come together and made the decision that they are going to live their lives for something past just them, that they're going to live their lives for something that is past their own benefit, that that small group of people change the world. We aren't called to a life of comfort. You and I, we are called to a life of meaning. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Grace Point Church is located in South San Francisco, California. For more information, Look us up online at www.wearegracepoint.com.